Good morning. Welcome to the weekly roundtable. Uh, C-SPAN here, just me this week. You're in week three of the uh, roundtable kind of replays or reboots or resets. Uh, we're playing some of the archives. And so this is week three. So I uh, appreciate the comments I got. Uh, we reposted uh, one of Dred's old ones, and then we did one of OBT's on, uh, on kind of a, you know, it's a big tent here. And then today we're going to post one on Agony, one of, one of Agony's. This is from January of 2018, right, right at the beginning of the year. He had done some, um, some research, but basically F3 guys are different. And so he, um, he's going to kind of go through it. This is also about the time we made the transition from being the weekly Nantan call to actually being the Roundtable podcast. So you'll hear, I'm just going to leave it in uh, full format. I didn't edit it, so... Also, if you're listening to this, you got kids in the car. It's kind of adult. We used to uh, cuss a lot more on these, but we've kind of this uh, this channel's got a whole lot more professional since those days. And so, uh, this is a good one to skip if you got the kids in the car. But um, sit back, uh, take a listen. It's very, very good uh, research. Agony does, and he articulates the position of why we are so different um, than than the rest of the world, but also. Um, when you don't go to F3, why you feel different. I think it also, if you listen to Agony's um, kind of description, you'll also understand a little bit more of when you meet guys, you'll see that they need F3 long before they ever recognize that they need F3. So I'm posting a little bit of this uh, so you can kind of maybe do some self-evaluation, but also as your EH and guys, you can kind of see those defects. Um, the other one, um, I'm going to tell you some friendly competition is always good in the mornings, and it's the best way to start your day. And um, we need to act like men and behave like men and get after it. So take a listen to this one. Um, Agony is a really super good guy. He's got his own church in Charlotte now. A um, bunch of three guys go there. But uh, if you ever get a chance to hear him preach, uh, make sure you take advantage of that. Um, you can DM me or you can DM Agony or Dread or somebody, TML. They also go to church with him. So if you're ever in Charlotte, make sure you catch him on a Sunday, okay? So sit back, listen to this one, and, um, you know, high-impact men, sad clowns, and assholes. It, uh, you're probably all going to fit into one of those buckets. So take a listen to this one, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, good morning. It's C-SPAN. Welcome to the weekly roundtable call, formerly the weekly Nantian call. And um, first thing I'm going to do is just do a quick disclaimer. I know a lot of the guys listen to these uh, calls when they're running the kids to practice and that kind of stuff. This is an adult conver. This is an adult man conversation. And so uh, I'm going to give the disclaimer. Uh, click over to another recording and um, listen to this one when you're in the car by yourself. So... Give you a second there. This is a adult conversation for men only. Go ahead and click over uh, to something else if you got kids in the car. So, on that point, let me uh, introduce our high impact man, who's our speaker this week, uh, F3 Agony. And here's a guy who's made a huge impact uh, on a lot of on a lot of men in F3. He's done a lot of research. Uh, he's a full time preacher now, and I'm not going to give him any other roll out other than saying this guy is making a difference in men's lives. So, Agony, the floor is yours. Hi, C-SPAN. Thank you. Hi, Bax, brothers. Good to be on here with you guys. Um, 
bottom line up front, uh, my goal, I want to share my EH story and the research I did into F3 for my doctorate. Uh, really, for us guys, it might be just uh, kind of common sense for the PACs, but it's really to encourage us to keep doing what we're doing. Um, and ultimately, part of this, too, was a catalyst that got me to go run an ultra marathon last fall, probably one of the top three stupidest things I've done, um, but it was a good, good challenge that way. Because what I've discovered is that um, we as men, we need to embrace physical challenges uh, because that will create in us a confidence and a resiliency to face the other challenges we'll inevitably have. So that's a bluff. Um, let's dig into it. So my name is Agony, uh, not for any religious reasons or workout cred, but it's because they discovered that I have triplet boys nicknamed Misery, Torment, and Trouble. And so for me, F3 came into play at the perfect time in my life, uh, two weeks prior to my EH. I had completed a marathon, but it was the first time I ever had to walk myself across the finish line of a marathon. So I was in good enough shape, but just uh, kind of languished there, had sort of kind of plateaued physically. I had a good career going on. I was a young executive pastor at a large ladder climbing church. Sort of my life trajectory was heading in a good direction. Uh, and I say also if I ever, um, the triplets were out of diapers finally. Uh, if I ever got a tattoo, I probably would get 33 tattooed on my shoulder because that's how many diapers I had to change the first week the triplets were born. And so life was kind of becoming stable and smooth for me. Um, and that's when I got a phone call from a church member. This guy called me out of the blue, said, hey, pastor, I got to meet with you this week. You got time. And as a pastor, anytime somebody does that, you suddenly put on your kind of spider senses. And so I'm sitting there with this guy trying to figure out what's going on in his life. We're sitting there for an hour just kind of BS and how his marriage is doing, how his job, how his family, what's going on. Can't really get below the surface with him. When all of a sudden at the end of it, he looks at me and says, oh, by the way, I'm part of this uh, thing called F3, Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. And I realized for me, those are my three kind of favorite things in the world. So once he started telling me about us and uh, what you guys were up to, uh, the next morning, I was out there at Bandit over in Freedom Park, 5.30 in the morning, just working out. And, and I discovered as I jumped in with the packs and with you guys uh, that really I was a sad clown. Um, quite frankly, probably the saddest of sad clowns. Though I was a pastor standing up preaching, praying on Sunday, uh, I was known to print out the prayer from last week. And if we were praying for the earthquake in Haiti, I was scratching that out to pray for the tsunami in Japan and just kind of going through the motions of it. But getting out there with you guys um, and just being around men, uh, the encouragement and just that came along. In fact, six months into the uh, being with there, a young guy came up to me after a workout and was like, you're a pastor here in town? My pastor would never be out here doing this with me. You're not a pastor. You're just one of us. And then he just started to kind of unload the crap he was dealing with. And so for me, being out with F3 uh, just changed everything. It changed my life, ministry, family. I left that ladder climbing church to go start a new church from scratch. Uh, and so I was also going through um, a graduate program at the time. And so for my research, I wanted to see if impact, F3 had a similar impact 
into other guys' lives. And so I began research into masculinity and F3 and what makes F3 men unique in particular. Uh, about 100 of you guys took some online studies and personality tests for me as little guinea pigs. Um, and so I wanted to unpack a little bit of what I discovered as I was digging into this. First, my big aha was um, this idea, it's called precarious masculinity, that for manhood, us men, masculinity is always precarious. It's always under threat, uh, meaning in that sort of sense, manhood has to be earned. We have to demonstrate it. It's not something bestowed upon us. Femininity is more biological and more happens and is something that's bestowed. But manhood, we have to go through these rituals and rites uh, to earn it and publicly display it. And so it's constantly under, um, under threat in that sort of way. The best research study I came across I loved was uh, imagine taking like two guys, myself and C-SPAN. Uh, pretend both of us go into a researcher's office and uh, the researcher comes to me, tells me, gives me some rope and tells me I'm braiding this rope to uh, hook a battleship to, to the dock. And so I need to braid this rope really tight for that. And they take uh, C-SPAN over and same sort of concept, but they tell him he's braiding a mannequin's hair and gives him a, a brush. So it gives him a girly activity in that sort of sense. When both of us leave that researchers to the next experiment, uh, C-SPAN is more likely to be more aggressive, punching a punching bag or kind of gambling more aggressively. And that when we come under threat as men, when we face sort of that feminine task, we're going to respond in one of two ways. That either we become sad clowns, we, we passively disengage the guys who wouldn't actually braid the hair or, or go forward with it, or we become what's called an asshole, where we become aggressive and try to overcompensate in that sort of sense. And so, again, punch the punching bag more aggressively. Uh, we gamble more aggressively. And so as men, we will constantly face these challenges, these threats in our lives. And there's two ways we respond to it. We either become sad clowns and disengage, or we become assholes who try to use force and entitlement and power to get what we want. And so I started looking at the different challenges we face and kind of how this dichotomy falls into place. Take, for example, sex. So sad clowns are going to turn towards pornography, and assholes are going to turn towards promiscuity. Uh, money. Sad clowns are more likely to pile up debt, while assholes will be more aggressive and risky with their finances. Jobs, sad clowns will become check signers just showing up uh, for payday and just kind of going through the motion, while assholes will become more serial quitters jumping around from place to place. In our fam family, sad clowns will be absent in the shadows, while assholes will be more abusive. Uh, and then in leadership, that sad clowns will be uh, tend to be laissez-faire, lazy, non-existent, while an asshole will try to be more authoritarian and totalitarian. Um, so it's fascinating seeing this and starting to see these patterns that emerge in our lives as men. Because uh, another thing that popped up 
was that we will constantly as men go through seasons of challenges. It's an inevitable process as men, this development process we go through. It's called the seasons of a man's life, where we go from these regular patterns of three to five years of challenges and change, and then five to seven years of stability and uh, building out. So for example, when you're 17 and in college, you're trying to figure out who, who am I? What am I? How am I different than my parents and my family? And then at 22, you go out and you enter this stage called a novice. You're a beginner. You're picking up a job, trying it out. What do I like? You're, you're trying out relationships. You're just trying things out. And then at 28 to 32, you go into your next season of challenges and change. And then you pick up the next stage. It's called becoming one own, one's own man where now you start building out this life structure, a career, a uh, family, and relationships. And then what happens is the next stage is the classic midlife crisis, the third 500 we talk about, where, where suddenly you start to hold up that dream of what you thought life was going to be like when you were 18 years old and hold it against kind of the reality of what it is. And this pattern of figuring out what am I going to carry on, what am I going to get rid of will constantly go through our lives. And so we're constantly as men going to be in these threatening, challenging situations. And so for me, that's where F3 finally comes into play. And honestly, I know probably for you guys, you, you already know this. We already know these details because we're so much down in the weeds of it. We experience it as part of the packs. But if men intentionally embrace physical challenges, alongside other men, it helps to reinforce our masculinity and our confidence. And so it gives us this boldness. It helps to get rid of that sad clownism. I mean, hell, if I can tell a group of guys to do 25 burpees and they will, then what happens when I go home and start trying to leave my family, go to my job and start trying to influence the people around me. But at the same time, we also require that you keep an eye on the six to make sure we're F and G, aware of the F and Gs out there, because that helps to temper our assholeism as well. See, so that, that balance and that blend between the two, where we want to push guys to go one step further and faster, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we are pulling up that F and G and that sad clown as well. And so in this personality test, uh, you guys took. I ran about 100 men through it. And one of the interesting elements for you stats guys, one of the ones that only statistical difference between a man who would run a marathon or a CrossFit and an F3 man was that F3 men rated higher in a kindness factor, which in that personality test was a feminine trait. And so because of our confidence as a man, we were actually able to show kindness towards one another, towards the F and G, towards the sad clown. We were able to show kindness towards the other men because we are no longer under threat in that sense. So all the way back to that psych study, had C-SPAN uh, done a masculine feeling test before he went in to uh, braid that mannequin's hair? Had he listed out some quarterbacks? Had he done push-ups, done something physical? 
then he would have actually embraced that challenge as a learning opportunity. And so F3 gives us that space. F3 gives us an environment to challenge one another and to go through these processes alongside other men. Uh, there's a guy out there, Joseph Campbell, wrote a book where he basically looks at every great hero story out there throughout all time that there's a very set pattern of a hero story, that a hero is a man that will leave his place of comfort, leave the comfortable city, community, family, place of origin he is, go out into face an ordeal, face a challenge, and overcome that challenge. And then a key piece to that is he heads back to that place of comfort, that place of stability, that place that he was first in, now as a hero, as a changed man. And so I realized, honestly, that's what we do every single morning of F3. We take a man and put him into a hero's quest where he leaves the comfort of his warm home of the fart sack, gets out of bed, drives over, is put through a physical challenge and ordeal alongside other men. And then after the COT, we break these men up and we send them back into their homes, into their schools, into their communities, ready and kind of fired up. So honestly, uh, again, uh, probably a little bit of a refresher. Uh, we kind of live and breathe this, that uh, we know and experience this sort of stuff. And so then I'll challenge you, what are some action steps we could take away from this? First is to keep doing what you're doing. Um, and this is honestly why I ran an ultra marathon last year. Uh, I had no business running an ultra marathon and training for it while trying to wrap up this doctorate, while pastoring a, a church, while trying to raise my four children. But the discipline to get up and to get after it, the discipline to push ourselves physically, then spills over into the rest of our lives. Uh, I believe as men, as all humans, we're built out as five different areas of our lives. There's a physical, relational, spiritual, emotional, and professional area of our life. And again, if we challenge ourselves physically, if we receive that affirmation and that confidence, then that begins to spill out into these other areas, into our relationships, into our jobs, into our emotional health. It begins to challenge us to see what it is we believe and who are we putting our faith into. And so again, first step is keep doing what we're doing. Push and challenge each other. And then the second one is in our workouts. I would encourage us that we need to do two things. As we cue a workout, we need to humble the asshole, but also make sure we lift up the sad clown. Because each man, each of us, when we show up, we struggle with a question deep inside of each one of us that we have. We wonder, am I good enough? And a sad clown needs to hear that promise that, yes, yes, you are good enough. You do belong here. No matter how many burpees, no matter how much you do, you are part of the packs, and that's why we nickname you as soon as you post that first time. You are one of us. But at the same time, the asshole needs to hear the converse. He needs to realize that, no, no, he's not good enough. 
that there's always somebody faster, stronger, smarter out there with him, challenging him and humbling him. And so then the third thing, the third action step I would take away from this is that we should tap into that kindness factor of F3 men. So challenge you, what are you doing all this workout for? What are you getting stronger for? So you can run further, run faster. What good is it doing? What's the spillover? What's the impact? What's the dynamite that's coming out of this? I realized one morning back when the triplets were still young, uh, we ran out of milk. And just for perspective, uh, with triplet boys, we would go through four gallons of milk every three days. And so I went to the grocery store, and as I was carrying those four gallons of milk through the store, up to the parking lot, back into the house, uh, I kind of realized that's part of the reason I get out there each morning. Practically, so the physical strength, so the physical resiliency can carry me forward out into my life. And so, man, again, really wanted to kind of share these big ideas that I had uh, stumbled into as y'all were part of this research for me, letting me see who we are as men and challenging us what makes F3 unique and how, how can we push forward this idea uh, of raising up a sad clown and then also humbling out those assholes. So C-SPAN, that's um, what I had for us. I don't know if it generates any yeah. questions or what you uh, got. Dude, that was strong. That was a great presentation. So I'm going um, to go back over your final three points there. Mm-hmm. Keep, what, keep doing what we're doing. And I love this humble the asshole and then lift up the sad clown. So the sad clown is actually, so not only do you got to like kick the bat flippers in the knee and slow them down, you actually got to lift up the sad clown. It's not just good enough to give him a knuckle bump and say, hey, you almost made it. We actually need to lift that guy up and say, you're one of us. You, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're part, because he needs to hear that more than the other guy needs to be humble, doesn't he? Absolutely. So, uh, culturally, one of the things we miss is we don't have a male initiation right. We don't know how to help men, help boys become men and identify as men. And so, again, the COT and the nicknaming um, are all initiation rights into a manhood. And so helping a sad clown get out there and the F and G feeling part of that community is absolutely critical. So can you, uh, as far as the kindness factor that makes us different, so this is why, you know, uh, I, I know as, as I get older, I, I used to be a bat flipper, but like when I go to CrossFit, like uh, I don't have the same feeling like when I go to F3, and it's really because mm. it's, this other, it's, a, it's this other factor, isn't it? That's why I don't fit in in those other workouts anymore. Um, can, you, can you, can you, what, can you defi- yeah. help me define what that kindness factor is so I, I want to be able to repeat that? To other people. Yeah, no, I, this is what I'm, I'm playing out as well. Because I think, again, the way, the way F3 was built and started, where like, we're watching the six, you're, you're keeping an eye out on another man. You're not just showing up for yourself to get the work out of the day and see where you show up on some uh, bulletin board. Like, we're out there to be with the other men. And so there's something to that um, that, that attracts salty men, 
that, that are just uh, aware of others. And so the stats guys who are on this call and muted, thankfully, will have a heyday with a passer trying to run some statistics of p-values and correlation versus causation. But there's, again, there's something unique, and an F3 man has a kindness, has an awareness of others around him. Um, and, and that's what I would tap into. Uh, now, let, me, yeah. let, me hit that. let me hit that one again. So that could explain why there's a bunch of us that go six days a week. And I know uh, in Metro and a couple other places, they're going seven days a week. But that's really what it is, is I need to, my insecurity needs to be fed that much more that I need to be uh, forced out of bed in the morning. And so that's why I'm probably more comfortable if I got to go pick up the sticks, I never have a problem with it. If a, if a guy wants to walk back, I don't have a problem with it. And if you can make fun of me, but I don't care, I'll beat you in a race. But it's mm -hmm. because we are constantly being challenged every single morning that we're that much more secure in our, in our manhood, right? That, that we, because we've got a place and an environment that affirms us as men, we are then able to look outside ourselves. Um, and so some of these stories the guys would share of, um, I mean, launching up Silver Bullet, launching up Fortitude, uh, guys stopping mid-run to help a man standing on the edge of a bridge. Uh, the F3 workout, you're not just showing up for yourself. You're showing up for that man that's next to you. That accountability, again, plays into that kindness sort of aspect to it. So here, I'm, and the next thing I'm going to say is, I'm sorry that we only have a half hour this morning. So we are, we are at a t on top of our time, and so we're going to transition out of this call, but you've got to promise me as you continue this work that you're going to get back on this call and, and, have, and give us an update on kind of, as far as I know, you're the only one who's done any research that what makes us different than CrossFit or, uh, you, you know, the other workouts out there. You've already started to figure out how to run the stats of what makes us different compared to everybody else. So you've got to get back on as you continue your research or finish up your research. I, so. No, I mean, again, I'm an ideas guy, and I love to see uh, it played out. So uh, challenge the men on the call. Um, tweet me, text me, email me. I would love to keep this conversation going uh, and learn from you guys because, really, I'm just capturing what you guys are living, and it's a privilege to be out there in the gloom with you all each morning. Awesome. Well, the way we normally finish these calls is we ask what we could pray specifically for you for them. What's on, uh, what's on your heart today? Hi. So 2017 was an epic year for me. I mean, to wrap up a ultra and a doctorate in the same year uh, that I'm uh, wanting to take a breath and just breathe in um, just the blessings God's given me. And so um, just be praying for my family. Um, that we just settle in and um, kind of can celebrate a good, strong year last year, breathe deep here. Um, and really, uh, the other prayer I've been having into 2017 is looking, or excuse me, 2018, is to be looking into the new year with joy. Uh, and so just asking God's joy in my life. Amen, brother. That's uh, well said. I'm going to go through uh, the prayer requests uh, that have been sent in, and uh, I know we got a few more. We're just going to pray. Uh, start off our prayer for Sabrina, and uh, mm. we'll add we'll add her F3 barricade. Uh, the next one is all the new fathers in F3. Uh, 
Bartner and uh, I know Bartman got some grief last week. Uh, he wasn't on the call, and uh, we're going to pray for that elbow that's recovering. Uh, Kemp's family on the passing of, uh, of their son, Grease Trap's family, Blowout, and uh, his family, Shorn, uh, his family, Cheech's family, Dipstick's family, Big Wheel's family. The 144 day in Rock Thrill was on this call. Uh, the Joe Davis run was last week, really successful event. His family did a really great job with that. And, uh, great honor to Joe Davis, but also uh, trying to break the stigma of addiction. Our, uh, our, our friend of this call, uh, Cadre Danny, and uh, the work he's doing with Operation During Warrior. Our brother Enterprise in uh, Columbia, it sounds like that full-time job. I saw him tweeting out T-shirt sales and all kinds of stuff, so continue to pray for Enterprise. And all the men of the mission, I know uh, they had a, a man uh, that uh, passed last week, so continue to pray for them. All our uh, brothers doing this Grow Ruck, uh, the Grow Rucks, I know the, the race is on to see who can have the highest attendance, and then all the men training for the heavy right now. We continue to pray for the uh, control of this gesture that's uh, controlling us when we should be controlling ourselves. So I love the mm. kind of mm. uh, sad clown, these three brackets of the sad clown, the high impact man, and the asshole. I think, uh, I think that is a great analogy and it probably we all recognize the, all three of those buckets inside of us. So we'll continue to pray for that. Uh, the men at Walter Reed, we're going to continue to pray for them. F3 Olive and his family and the Operation Sweet Tooth and all the kids that were impacted. Mr. Clean and his family, um, Dan Johnson, uh, an FCA pastor at Winthrop. We're going to continue to pray for him. Our brother Toga with his ACL and MCL surgery. I haven't got an update on that, but we'll continue to pray for him. Uh, our brother Red Roof has put in a just uh, – the weather is just crazy, and we've have uh, just – there's a whole bunch of families that are going to be impacted because anybody who's homeless this year is going to be – because places mm-hmm. that are normally warm are freezing cold, and places that are normally cold are – I think Boston's in the 50s or 60s today. The weather doesn't make any sense. So all those families that are homeless will continue to pray for them. And uh, we have about time in, uh, in his family. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and open it up. We've got a minute or so if uh, anybody has any other prayer requests they want to add. Okay. I'm going to take that as a no. Our brother Hotwire from uh, Charleston is going to pray us out. Brother, you got it. Thank you, and I'll just preface the prayer um, by saying it's totally timely that I volunteered to say this prayer today because many of the themes I heard today um, about having the strength um, and the challenges we all face in life were things I'm going through right now as I contemplate a career change after 25 years effective mm. today. Mm. Um, it, was, it was totally timely. So here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, please bless the men on this call, our F3 brothers, their families, and our local communities. As we head into 2018, please provide us all, Lord, with the vision and the wisdom to lead our brothers and be the best we can be this year. Help us succeed. Please bless all those who are suffering and facing challenges in life, challenges many of us share. Please help us work through and think about some of the themes we heard today about dealing with precarious masculinity, seasons of a man's life in raising our family and our careers, etc., um, and help us when it's time to leave our place of comfort and stability. And please pray for all of our families enjoy uh, this coming year. We pray for these things in God's name. Amen. Amen. Amen, boys. Everybody have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye, brothers. Bye.